Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Somos Moss, the official podcast of Somos Moss NM and your source for the latest news and notes on New Mexico United and the New Mexico Runners. My name, of course, is Seth Bell. Joining me this evening, we have the one, the only shot, la 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 FC. That's it's, it's not how it goes, but okay, I'll take it. <laughs> Jacob Terrell, Jacob, how are you doing this evening? Uh, no special guests this evening. I'm a little disappointed. How's the baby? Yeah, no, she's she's good. She's just asleep or, or going through the nighttime routine already. Like normally, that's the case. I don't know uh, what what scenarios led to her being on the last couple times. Uh, I know one of them was an early one, recording after a, a match. But um, no, everybody's doing good still. Uh, just, uh, still, still dealing with some adjustments, uh, with the little, with the bigger kids, but, um, but now everybody's doing good. Good. Glad to hear it. Glad to hear it indeed. Um, yeah, it's, I know it's, it's always a huge change whenever a, a little one comes into the world. And so, you know, glad that, uh, that Maggie and Allie are doing well. Glad that uh, you seem to be well rested. Oh, I'm glad I seem that way. That's good. <laughs> okay. Um, we have no idea where Earl is this evening. Uh, we really don't. This evening, last, last week, yeah. uh, really, at any given moment, I don't really know where he is, uh, except for when I have to deal with him for work. I did see him Thursday at work. Oh, okay. Um, I had to go to Santa a, Fe. A rare in-person sighting. Yeah, I had to go to Santa Fe for something, and he was in the office there. So talked to him for a couple minutes there, and... Then we had to go our separate ways, and then I don't think I've heard from him since then, actually. <laughs> yeah, I have. I don't think he's even texted. I know you and I have been texting, but I know, I know. As far as work is concerned, his department was pretty busy today. So, yeah, I mean, you know, and that's just the that's the way it is. Sometimes, you know, sometimes our lives get busy. Sometimes we have new girlfriends. Sometimes we have new babies. Like it's just, I mean, yeah, I know. missed I missed one pod for the new baby. Yeah, I was on the pod <laughs> at the hospital on the you road. Were. You were, you were, you were going to get food at the hospital and you were still made to the pod. So, um, yeah, no, it's, uh, it's been, uh, it's been an interesting few weeks. Uh, again, we have no idea where early is, but we have a big, we have a big show tonight. Um, and let's just, uh, we'll go ahead and kick things off and say congratulations to the Denver Nuggets for yes. sweeping the Lakers. Uh, LeBron, hopefully you're done. Farewell. So long. See, yeah, he's not done. Probably not. He's gonna he's gonna wait two years and then retire after he plays LeBron. So, yeah. Uh, Jane Lily over in the chat. Jane, how you doing this evening? Glad to have you in the chat with us. Um, we're gonna get into some stuff here in just a <laughs> moment. Uh, I do want to start off this evening by asking you, Jacob, did you watch any of the Open Cup action this week? Uh, I have LAFC on my phone right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I did watch the second half of Red Bulls uh, FC Cincinnati and then on into extra time after, uh, I mean, a, a Troy, stop me if you've heard this before, a Troy Lassane led squad scoring late in the second half to force extra time in the U.S. Open Cup. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's happened before, has it? No, has, no. Has it? Nah. nah, never happened before. Surely um, not. Freedom! <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, you mentioned, you know, the New York Red Bulls and FC Cincinnati went 1-1 through extra time with the penalties, and unfortunately, FC Cincinnati are the are the ones to advance, 5-3 on penalties. Uh, again, technically not a loss for Troy. Troy is still unbeaten in his stint as the New York Red Bulls head coach, so congratulations to Troy on that. Unfortunately, they didn't advance, though. So, uh, other 
Open Cup action so far this evening. Inter Miami beat Nashville SC by Earl by a final of 2-1. And as you mentioned, LAFC, LA Galaxy are underway currently. And then Houston Dynamo are currently leading 4-0 over Minnesota United. So uh, that is your Open Cup update for this week. There will be some more matches tomorrow evening. Uh, We might talk about those next week uh, since there are some USL Championship clubs still playing tomorrow night. So we will get into that. but yeah, I mean, let's talk about Troy here for a minute. You know, Troy obviously named head coach of uh, New York Red Bulls a couple weeks ago, unbeaten in his stint there. There's some great articles that have come out, some great things that have been said about Troy and have tied back to his time here at New Mexico United. Um, I mean, what are your thoughts on his, uh, on the beginning of his tenure at New York Red Bulls? Yeah, I think um, without having, you know, been around him, Red Bulls have done a pretty good job of promoting him. Um, I, I mentioned in a tweet the other day that it's still kind of surreal, uh, seeing Red Bulls tweets, uh, with quotes from him as their head coach. It's, it's kind of crazy and, and, and pretty awesome, honestly. And so with what we've seen through them, through, through their Twitter account and stuff like that, and then the play on the field, I mean, it seems like the players have, have really taken to him and, and are playing hard for him and, and, doing what Troy Lassane led teams do. And that's, you know, fighting and, and um, just competing minute after minute. And it's led to five uh, unbeaten, quote unquote, unbeaten uh, after tonight. And so they just keep getting some results. And, and I expect them, I mean, was it, is it nine clubs make the postseason? Uh, in eight or, eight or nine. Uh, uh, check that. It's, it's, it's a lot. It's, it's a lot compared to how many teams there are. So, I would be oh, sorry. Oh, I would be. Uh, I take back what I said about you not being tired. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I would be semi surprised if they don't sneak in there and in, in the East. And so, yeah, I've, I've been pretty excited with with how they're they've been playing. I haven't been able to watch a whole lot of them. I watched a little bit of this one. I watched a little bit of their last uh, regular season match, and uh, yeah, it's just I'm. I'm Super happy for the guy. Get happier after every match, and uh, hopefully they can. It, it definitely sounds like they're he he's their guy. Like I don't think he's going anywhere. He's not. It doesn't. I don't know. He probably he might have an interim tag at the moment, but he's not. Uh, I would be shocked if they don't offer him at the end of the year. Well, I, I'm pretty sure that's their plan. That's everything that I've heard from mm-hmm. from extra time and and on MLS Twitter is is uh, he's. He's their guy, and they're going to stick with him. They're not looking for another big name already. Uh, they're going to leave him in there the rest of the year, and and hopefully that uh, leads to some some success for him. Yeah, in uh, New York Red Bulls currently sitting two points out of playoff spots. Uh, you were correct. There are nine clubs from each continent goes to the playoffs. So, yeah, I mean Troy's got them playing well uh, over his uh, first few matches, and maybe hopefully they can keep it up there. And Troy, I wish we wish all the best to Troy. Uh, and his wife and, and their family. And so, yeah, you know, really great to see Troy. And, and again, go check out, there's, I believe the article, the most recent one was on, uh, on the actual open cup website, um, or us soccer website, go and check it out. Great read. Great, uh, great quotes from Peter Travisani on that one. Um, really go check that out. Great reads, really great ties. It talks about, you know, Troy's influence here, you know, starting the Academy, the, the diversity fellowship. And so, yeah, just, 
Again, hats off to Troy. We wish him all the best in New York, and we will definitely be keeping tabs on him. I might even try to reach out and see if we can't get him on at some point. That'd be cool. That would be very cool if we could get that. Um, who knows? Maybe maybe it'll happen. So uh, I do have ESPN ties now. True. Yeah. Uh, speaking mm-hmm. with uh, speaking which I I, uh, I had an inter- I got to interview today uh, Bob Brown, uh, former host of the Locker Room here on uh, in Albuquerque on one one seventeen. That was so that was really cool for me. And I've been talking to Bob Brown, talk about the Al Unser Museum. Going to have an article coming out here this week about that. So uh, keep an eye out for that. So that that part's um, cool. The Bob, I I can't stand Bob Brown. No, you couldn't stand him when he was on the air. Never listened really? to really. Okay, really. So see, when I moved out here and I first started, I tried listening to local radio. The Bob was the first, like the the sports show that I found that I like keyed in on. Um, I mean that makes sense and then, the guy, and then the guy that came after Bob was like you know and, and well, maybe I shouldn't maybe I should give Bob a little of a break maybe it's just me and sports talk radio in the first place like I just mm-hmm. don't I don't care for it a whole lot so um, yeah. but he, uh, he just I don't know Never met him as a guy, but his his takes were terrible, which makes sense why you gravitated towards him. I mean, your takes are are questionable at times too. So, <laughs> I just put the uh, the link to that article on U.S. Soccer on the website uh, or on the in the comments on both YouTube and Facebook. So, mm-hmm. uh, if you're watching or listening, you can go check that out. Well, maybe if you're listening, we can put it in the podcast description as well. Uh, moving on, this is not something that I have that we put in the and you and I discussed in the pre show, but I did want to ask you. By the way, the pre show was a text about an hour ago with me asking what's on the rundown, and Seth saying this is on the rundown, and me saying okay, cool, and Earl being nowhere to be found. Yeah, exactly. Um, Premier League, gotta ask. Uh, number one, are you happy with Tottenham's finish this year? I mean, is that what question is that? Of course I'm not. <laughs> what the fuck is that? I just had to ask, you know, two losses in a row. You've got Leeds United coming up. Please. I hope we this. lose. No, please, I hope no, we please lose. tell me you're going to beat Leeds. No, I hope we lose. So Leeds stays up. I want Leeds to stay up. I want the American uh, English team. There. No, but you still have McKinney and Aronson and, uh, and Tyler Adams there. So I want... Uh, the American team across the pond to to stay up. So, again, sit Kane, sit Son. I, I just <laughs> don't even. Actually, never mind. Just play those because we still won't win. Yeah, please just beat Leeds. That's all I'm asking. You know, beat Leeds. Um, you know, and you know Everton, of course, have to beat Bournemouth. Win and we're in. I hate that. I hate it. We're win and we're in. <laughs> oh my god. That's at least I'm not there. <laughs> at least, yeah. at least I'm not there. You know, I wasn't expecting us to pick up points against City. I certainly didn't expect that. I I didn't really expect points against Newcastle. I expected better against Leicester. Uh, I expected better against Wolves. So, I mean, Everton's f- future is in their own hands. Like, I I don't even know. I'm going to be sitting on pins and needles all weekend long watching that one. Um, yeah. Can, can we talk about, real quick, uh, I, I wish David was in the chat, but I don't think he's he's here yet. But David is going to have like the most horrific run of teams finishing in second place, especially mm-hmm. if Miami makes it to the finals, uh, which I'm sure they will. But then Denver ends up beating them. I mean, 
just a a brutal brutal run there but i have to ask um would you rather have like a run where all your teams are middle of the pack or below for three years straight or would you rather have like basically a run where every championship you have a team in it you just don't win the championship you know i honestly i think i'd rather have extended periods of consistency and performing well and making the playoffs that wasn't the options because eventually <laughs> i know eventually one is going <laughs> to pay off <laughs> what the fuck what's one of the options um no i, I yeah it's you can have, you can have two calendar years where your team in every sport that you follow makes the championship but loses or four calendar years of just mediocrity you know i i'd rather make the playoffs i'd rather make the playoffs and lose than not even sniff them i as as a timberwolves fan and a rockies fan uh, i would tend to agree <laughs> but i just think of like see that's the that's the only thing about i've never had a team make it to the championship and then lose yeah aside from the 07 rockies in the world series and and so i don't i don't i don't i can't imagine what david is feeling with the union who else was it the union the eagles arsenal now possibly miami i think there's one in there that i'm forgetting uh just uh oh the phillies uh just just uh just a terrible run of of bad luck there in in fine in finals but uh yeah just it, with arsenal officially bowing out and not being able to catch city um i look i don't like city i really don't i love erling holland um he was he was one of the reasons why i started liking or started following dortmund that and the black and yellow and the fact that they hadn't won the league seven times in a row like byron has um and because of that, man, they are. Have you watched any um, in the Man City games? Only when they played Everton, but they just—I mean—they've figured it out this last since the holiday break, basically. I mean, they just have been annihilating teams, and I hate it. But at the same time, it's—it's—it's it's, it's actually kind of fun to watch, and I hate myself for thinking that it's kind of fun to watch. Yeah, that's the thing, like. <sighs> you hate watching teams that are just like running away with things. You hate watching teams that are just really, really good. But at the same time, it's like you watch them and you go, this is what I want. You know? Um, yeah. I just, you, you look at city and, and, you know, I know city has some, has some issues. Mm -hmm. You know, I know that they're under investigation for so many counts of whatever, but you know, it, it's funny how the, how the premier league and people around it, like, yell and scream about things you know like city with all their issues all these you know investigations and whatnot they're still top of the table because they've spent you know 18 billion dollars on their roster yeah um and then you know you've got everton who are struggling to stay up because we can't buy anybody at all and people are screaming because you know they're wanting our investigation to be done but no one's saying anything about man city so you know it, it's just really weird like i i wish everton were doing better i and i hate watching clubs like arsenal and city and you know you know even newcastle like i hate watching them because that's what i want my club to be but i'm one i'm engaged i'm watching them because i like i like what they i like what they're doing you know so 
Yeah, I don't know. It's uh, it's tough. You know, it, it's tough when your team is not in it. And yeah, I think I'd rather than be there every year and and not win than not be there at all. You know. But understandable. Just, yeah, understandable. All right, so yeah, I know I said that that was not on our agenda today, but I did want to ask him. Premier League does end this weekend, but there's still plenty of football to go throughout the rest of the season at rest of the calendar year. Um, but coming up first for New Mexico United. So hold on, we're going to talk about about the Premier League, where the only thing that's really left in flux is if your team stays up or not, mm-hmm. but not the fact that Byron, who's won the Bundesliga. I don't remember exactly what the number is, but it's an outrageously amount of years in a row uh, is, is really, really dangerously close to not winning it. And mm-hmm. Dortmund, the lovable stepchild, um, all they have to do is win and they win the title. That's, that's uh, then I, I want to shout because black and yellow is a theme um, because of that. And, and early Holland, like I mentioned the other day uh, and, and Reina and, and Bellingham, uh, just a lot of young talent over there. You know, Pulisic came up through there. Um, they, they're a fun club to kind of root for. And and the fact that this might actually be the year, knock on wood, um, is, is really exciting to me and really kind of crazy. And other than, I, in fact, I think that might be like the only title in the big five that's even up for like even in flux right now. Um, so I think you're right. Yeah, it's. I think it comes down to this weekend, yeah? Yeah, it's it's win win for Dortmund and they win the title. Uh they can still win it with uh um a Byron loss as well, but um yeah, I hope they just go out there and win and and get to celebrate. Let's see, who do they have this weekend? Dortmund has Mainz. Okay. And I don't know who Byron By- is. Cologne. Cologne. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um so yeah, I mean if you had to put money on this. Who gets? Who walks away with it? I, I think Dortmund. I think they can go into May or they they have mains at home, and so I think they can they can. Uh, I, something just feels like this is their year. Like Byron was was like six points ahead here, oh three months ago, two months ago, and and things have just fallen perfectly for Dortmund, and it just kind of feels like uh, a destiny type year, and and so I think they go in they they go in at home and they take care of business and. Uh, and get to get to celebrate with their home fans. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, again, lots of lots of football to watch. Some really good matches coming up this weekend, uh, all around the Big Five, as well as the MLS and USL. Uh, again, you know, the and the, for us, the big one that we're focused on is San Antonio on Saturday evening, as at San Antonio. And you know, I, I was talking on one one seven this afternoon about the form of United in the run up to this match. You know, f- four matches unbeaten. We've gone, I think it's 4-1-1 County Open Cup since the Colorado Springs match. And it really seems like we're starting to figure things out. And so I said that this was kind of a benchmark for United here. You know, San Antonio, obviously one of the best clubs in the USL, one of the best clubs in the Western Conference. And, I mean, they're, I mean, realistically, I mean, they're, I mean, yeah, they're coming off a loss to, an inexplicable loss to Detroit City, if you ask me. But, you know, I think, they're still, a, I think they're a tremendously dangerous team. And this is one that 
I'm hesitant to say that we could potentially pick up points out. I'm not like the way you phrase that. I'm not hesitant to say that we could potentially pick up points there. I might be hesitant to say we are for sure going to pick up points there, but um, I, I think I think anything is kind of possible. I and mean, we have beat San Antonio in San Antonio uh, in the past, specifically in the playoffs, and so. And they've proven uh, this year that they're not. I mean, they had that seven zero win against Charleston, um, but they they're definitely a little more vulnerable this year, or seem to be a little more vulnerable this year than they were uh, last year, especially. So, I'm not saying we're. I'm not saying we don't have a chance. I think there's definitely a chance. It's just a matter of of if uh, if we can put it together and and play like we've been playing. Uh, as opposed to like the Austin match, the Austin match was pretty ugly, but um, if you can come out and I think if we come out and play how we've played in the last, you know, three home games or in any of the home games and, or in the, uh, the last match against Loudon, then I think we've got a pretty good chance of coming away with, with at least a point. Yeah. You talk about Loudon and that's a match that, you know, we, we talked about it last week after the, after the match and, and we did a lot of good things in that one. Um, you know, particularly, you know, Sergio Rivas was just, has really been popping off the past few weeks. And, and he's a guy that I mentioned today on the air as well. And I watched Sergio and I think this is a matchup that Sergio could potentially take advantage of while San Antonio does have size uh, in their back line. I feel like if they get turned around and facing goal, I think that they have some serious issues um, because, you know, we have guys like Sergio who, as you think, he's been driving from deeper positions on the field and getting forward. You know, he's finding areas where when defenders, you know, when he's got, when he was forcing defenders to, to put his, put their, to face their own goal, Sergio is able to make, make different moves, different runs and get himself in the position to either, you know, play a good pass or, or get a decent shot off. And so, you know, I watch San Antonio and I see a little bit of vulnerability there at the back. Um, when you look at them, do you, what do you see as, as a potential weakness for them in this matchup? Well, it comes down to health. Um, they've had a lot of health issues this year. And so depending on, I, I didn't check their last match to see who all was back, but um, if they're fully healthy, I, I struggle to find a spot where they're going to have, have a real, real weakness. Um, obviously trying to get anything past far is, is tough. Um, they've got pieces in the attack that, uh, have caused us problems in the past. Uh, and then with, uh, Tainter there in the back line, shoring that up, if he's back, uh, they're just a solid, solid team. And, and I mean, they showed that in a seven, nothing win just a couple of weeks ago. Now, as for the, um, one nothing loss in Detroit. Yes, that's kind of strange, and nobody really that I've seen has been able to really explain that, other than Detroit scored an absolute banger, and San Antonio, while they kind of controlled the match, they just never were able to find the back of the net, and and sometimes that just happens. So I'm not uh, coming out here thinking that they're gonna, you know, be easy to pick off after that loss in fact they're probably going to be a little pissed off uh would be my guess after losing to detroit city um in detroit city there and so 
we'll just have to see. But it, I mean, talk about just two really weird back-to-back games for them. I mean, a, to go seven nothing in Charleston, who leads the East, to one nothing loss to Detroit City, who, if I remember right, was Basement. dead last uh, mm-hmm. last when they played. They still are, uh, if not still are dead last. Yeah, still are dead last. So, just a, a really weird really weird situation there. And so we just kind of have to see uh, who's out there. And and I'm trying to look up their last uh, box score to see who was playing for them against. um, Yeah. I pulled it up. City and Tainter played last week. He was there. Piranha was there. Uh, Dylan was there. Uh, Adenarin was there. So So basically they're, they're uh, a team. Yeah. So for whatever reason, I don't know why, but they they kind of shit the bed against Detroit City, but it's it's I mean, it's going to be it's going to be a tough one. And so but they've they've proven to me though that they're they're gettable. So I'm hoping that we can find a way to get something past them. Yeah, like I said, it's going to be a, it's going to be a tough matchup. I'm looking through their results here. <clears throat> So both of their losses so far have come on the road. Uh, one to Loose City, one to Detroit City. So um, at home, they're still unbeaten. Uh, and we've, I don't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say we've necessarily played well at Toyota Field. Um, and I think if I remember correctly, last year we 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 won there. They won here, if I remember correctly, or was it? Yeah, we we drew, we drew there. That's right. Um, and they won here. That's right. Um. But yeah, so yeah, Toyota Fields is not a place that that I like for us uh, that I like to see us play at. We don't typically do well there. You know, obviously San Antonio fans are still upset about a uh, ghost handball a few years ago. Um, but yeah, it's it's a tough match. Now, uh, you know, up and down this lineup, you know, San Antonio has a, a ton of talent. They've got guys who've uh, featured all across the USL. Um. Yeah, it's just uh, they've got a tremendous roster, and uh, Alan Marcina has got them playing really, really well. Um, yeah, I mean, I look at this and like they just they have so many options. So this is going to be a really big task for whoever's in our back four, specifically because of the fact that we're we're going to be missing, uh, we believe, Caleb Ryden, um, mm-hmm. who at this point is still going to be serving a one match suspension for a double yellow card last week. Uh, there was a report from David Carl last week saying that the club was going to be uh, trying to appeal the red card or the second yellow, I should say. Uh, but we haven't heard anything on that. Um, I have reached out to David this week about a couple things. I have not heard back from him yet, um, which is a little unusual because David's usually uh, pretty quick on the response. So um, we're hoping we'll, hear, we'll know something prior to Friday as far as Kalen's situation. Now, the league does typically announce when something like when something like that does get rescinded. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, looking at that, looking at the options that San Antonio has, who do you want to see in our back four if Kalen's not there? And what do you think they have to do to slow down guys like a like, like Dylan and Adenarin? Yeah, I think I think Seymour is going to be a uh, obvious obvious choice back there, and then to replace Ryden, it's kind of. Uh up in the air. Like you mentioned Sam, um, in our, in our group text. Um, I mentioned Kelowna. Those are kind of our really only options, uh, as far as, 
as center backs are concerned, unless you shift uh, Yearwood back into the middle there, but I don't think that'll happen. So, so I think it'll be one of those two. I'm thinking, uh, especially because of a dinner end and Dylan's size, um, that Kelowna's might be the better option there. Uh, even though he's inexperienced, I say, Hey, kid, you want it? You wanted this. You're going to get <laughs> this. Welcome to the USL. I know he made an appearance against Loudon, but as far as a start, it's like, all right, well, go out there and face the defending champs and, uh, see what you can do. And, and I wouldn't be surprised if that's what we end up doing in this match and kind of chalking it up to, Hey, look, we're down, we're down one of our best center backs. we are kind of behind the eight ball here. Let's see what we have with Kelowna and, and go from there. I think it could be really interesting if Kyle starts, you know, a uh, young guy coming out of a, I think it was San Diego state. San Diego state. Yeah. Um, he, he's got some, he's got some size. I think he's six, two, six, three, um, mm-hmm. somewhere in that neighborhood. And so the limited action that he's seen so far, I've been impressed with what I've seen. I think he has the physicality to hang with San Antonio. So I think that could be an interesting shot. If you don't go with Will, if you don't go with Sam at the back, I think uh, Kyle could be the could be the option. Uh, Jane Lilly over in the chat. Zali might have been a jo- decent choice, but oh well. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we talked about that too. Yeah, we did mention that last week. Um, Would have been nice. Uh, if Timothy Zali had been here for that. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, Zach certainly has a choice ahead of him for Saturday night. You know, who do you put in the back? You know, do you give the largely untested Kyle Colonna an opportunity against a very dangerous San Antonio side, or do you go with the veteran guys that have been around longer? Um, I, I think there's upsides to both because, you know, I think if you throw Kyle in there, it gives an opportunity to play against the best of the Western Conference and help him develop a little bit more. But the downside to that is because he is so untested at this level so far, it could be a almost in a way a detriment if he does get burned. So um I mean to me I lean more towards the side of put the veterans out there, let the veteran let's see what the veterans can do against against San Antonio. But I don't know. I just don't know. I'm not Zach. I wouldn't want to be Zach making this decision this week. Um I, I think in order to keep continuity uh throughout the midfield and everything where sam has been playing even if even if he hasn't been starting or even if he doesn't start in the midfield in this match i think sam's versatility and part of that is his uh his uh veteran leadership there i think i think i would rather bring him in off the bench uh because that kind of allows you a little more flex i mean obviously if he's out there and you sub somebody else off, you can move him around. But you put Kelowna back there next to Seymour. Um, and then you leave Sam on the bench available to to sub Kyle, to sub a midfielder. Um, or you you start Sam in the midfield like he has been all season. Um, and then if, if you need to sub off Kyle, you can sub in somebody for Kyle and move Sam back there. Um I think I'd just rather go with with some continuity with with that midfield uh, instead of trying to shift everything around, um, and have Sam in the starting in the back. Yeah, it's uh, it's 
Yeah, a lot of choices ahead of the match. I mean, I definitely want to. I, I think we come up with more of a defensive game plan than one where we see. I mean, I really hope not, but I think that's what we do. You know, kind of sit back, try to absorb the pressure a little bit, then break on and, and get out on the counter instead of, you know, trying to push the ball for I think that's what happens. I would like to be wrong. I would like to see us go out and play aggressive and try to get, you know, get a goal sometime, you know, early in the first half. Um, but, you know, I, I think this might be one of those ones where you're like, okay, you know, San Antonio is one, one of the best in the conference. You go on the road, pick up a point, come back home for for Devin Sandoval night and I don't I, I you know I can't say that that's Zach's thinking I certainly don't believe it's Zach's thinking but you know as a fan as a supporter that's something that runs through your mind you know you do want to see the guys you know have you don't want to see see them obviously go down and and lose because you know we are in a, in a tight race already but at the same time like you know you look at San Antonio and San Antonio get very very talented club um so the odds, and uh, let me see. I was gonna. I wanted to pull up the five thirty-eight. <clears throat> would you rather, if we were only gonna win one of the next two games, which one would it be? El Paso. Agreed. <laughs> I mean, real. I mean, really. If if I had to pick between the two, I would rather beat El Paso, especially on, and, at home on Dead yeah. end of all night. Like, and the fact that you answered that quickly, the fact that I answered in my head that quickly leads me to believe that we're not the only ones that think that way. Mm-hmm. And so I wonder if, if we don't see an A plus lineup today or Saturday against San Antonio, especially with Kalen already being out, maybe we, maybe we don't see the, the top choices there to go out and, and start that or to start that match anyways. And, we might see what happens and maybe we get some uh, some momentum at some point and we're still in it in the second half and then maybe you see see the top guys come out. But I wouldn't be surprised if, if we give them a little bit of a rest, especially because El Paso is going to be coming off two weeks rest um, before that match next Saturday. Yeah. So according to 538, we are massive underdogs. In this match on Saturday, uh, San Antonio is predicted uh, to win fifty-seven percent uh, in their favor. Oddly enough, we were actually predicted to be—we were actually favored on the road last week against Loudon, which is kind of surprising because typically you don't see road clubs uh, favored there. But yeah, five thirty-eight has no faith in us whatsoever uh, when it comes to this. Match Neither does the USL show. So no, but then again, they never do. So fair. <laughs> USL show seems to think that uh, I don't know we're second tier I guess, but yeah they, they didn't really... used to. To be fair, it wasn't until last season that they started not liking us for some reason. Yeah. Well, to be fair, a lot of our own fans didn't like us last year, so yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, all right, yeah. I mean, I don't have actually have anything else about that that I want to talk about. So, I mean, do you have any other? Talking points you want to bring up about the match Saturday night? Uh, no, no, not really. Just you know, it's it's a big one, but it's not. Uh, later, like last year when we went to San Antonio, we needed that point, mm-hmm. uh, and we were able to go over there and get a point. This year, especially with riding out and everything like that, if 
if we go in there and get a point, great. If we go in there, I just don't want to go in there and get sh- just absolutely shellacked. Um, yeah. Which we don't have, like you mentioned the track record over there. Uh, we did get absolutely throttled there in 2019. Um, we played the playoff game in 2020 and won. Uh, we played over there. We have won once over there other than the, well, I guess it was just, no, I think we won two, one over there one year. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have lost three, nothing. And then the one, one draw yesterday or last year. So kind of a makes bag over there. I don't think you can really put a whole lot of stock into any specific, you know, trend uh, as far as playing over there. So, I think it's just a matter of if we can go out and we can play like we've played, um, you know, the last three matches minus the RGV match, uh, then I think we're going to have a pretty good chance of coming out of there with a point. If we play like we did against the RGV match, we might as well not even go because it'll be 5 nothing. All right. So score prediction Saturday night at San Antonio. 1-1. 1-1. Okay. I don't like this one. I really don't. Um, I think we have the ability to pick up, pick up the win, but I don't think we do it. Um, I think this one is two one San Antonio. Boo. David over in the chat prediction pain. <laughs> for for somebody for us for somebody for yeah. them <laughs> we, were actually, we, actually, uh, we mentioned you were maybe we said your name enough times and you know we, we manifested you to come in the chat uh david while you're here any news on the appeal of caitlin ryden's second yellow if that uh, is something that's been decided yet and also how excited are you for another second place finish with the miami heat losing to the denver nuggets <laughs> <laughs> oh now he's not going to give us anything. You do yeah, know, I know, I know. I'm sorry, David. I'm sorry. <laughs> he came up with that all on his own, David. I did not put him up to that. Um, need to check in with Zach. Okay. <laughs> all right. Well, hopefully we hear something. Uh, like this. Yeah, got to be Boston first. That's the thing. Like, if I mean, okay, if you blow the three zero lead against Boston. A team that, not this game, but two days ago, looked like they would rather die than play another game. Um, um, that's um, sad. Uh, hang on. Um, where is my thing? Hang on. Apologies. I don't know what he's looking for here. Heat and yeah. five. For for this series? Yeah, I, ble- I believe you. Yeah, I know. It was 116 to 90. I, like, I follow basketball. I know these I know. things, Seth. <laughs> I, yeah, I did. I was, I was paying zero attention to the NBA today. Um, so, yeah. I don't know. I mean, yeah, you're right. I mean, the Celtics looked terrible through the first three games. So, for them to come and back. They, and- as I don't, I don't follow the Celtics by any means, mm-hmm. but, uh, I listen to Bill Simmons a lot and he follows the Celtics. And if he's not happy with, or he's already, he already bought my flight to Denver. Nice. Uh, As you should. Um, I bought a flight to Hartford. So nobody has ever come back from three Oh down in basketball. And uh, 
I think there's only been three instances where they've pushed it to game seven. So mm-hmm. yeah, I, I think you're probably fairly safe. <laughs> David's buying flights to Denver. I'm buying flights to Hartford. Um, yeah. People are, people are traveling. So I'm going to the Academy, I guess that's my travel. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. You're going somewhere, you know? So, um, yeah, yeah. I'm going to head out to the Hartford match here in a couple weeks. So that'll be fun. Going to spend the weekend out there. Uh, first time, well, not not the first time to a away game, but the first time I've been, you know, that far yeah. for an away match. So that should be a lot of fun. Um, all right. I mean, I really didn't have any other topics for this evening. Um, you got anything that you want to bring up before we get out of here? No, man. Uh, we can keep it uh, a little short and a little sweet. Um, didn't have a game to really react to since we came on after the Loudon match last week. And, uh, and so after the, the little off weekend anyways did you watch any matches any usl matches over the weekend um honestly i didn't we had a pretty busy weekend um it was my son's birthday this past weekend uh logan turned eight so we did birthday party yeah we did birthday party on saturday and then my older son it was the yaffle playoffs this past weekend uh the highland hornets beat berlin uh 36 to 12 on Saturday, we advanced to the championship on Sunday, uh, which that was a shit show. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, we were we were playing Cleveland in the final. We were up, uh, we were up early. We went up, we went to halftime with a lead. Cleveland came back. Um, we we had a kid get hurt. Uh, had to be sent. Had to be picked up by an ambulance. Kids okay. Hmm. Uh, possible concussion symptoms. Um, Went through that, had some players get ejected for fighting from both teams. Uh, both benches were warned. Uh, we came back, we were, we were, we came back, we were down 27 26. Ensuing kickoff, Cleveland runs the ball back. Referees miss a blatant block in the back. Our sideline goes ballistic, and the referees call the game. Hmm. Just then and there. Didn't even bother to finish the fourth quarter, like nine minutes left to play in the game. They call it the game. Uh, so, yeah. The league has since apologized, saying they should not have called the game, which does nothing for anybody. So, All right. Well, thanks for saying you shouldn't have called the game, but it doesn't fix anything at this point. So, uh, no. That's a long way of saying, no, I did not watch any USL <laughs> this weekend. Um, I did watch some, I did go around and watch some highlights of some stuff, but I didn't get to sit down and watch a, a full match of anybody. So, um, kind of nice actually to not sit down and watch anything over the weekend. But what about you? Is it, did you watch anything? I know we had talked about potentially sitting down and watching some other games. Uh, was there anything that stood out? <clears throat> um, it pisses me off that El Paso is actually like solid now. Uh, I watched their game against Birmingham and kept waiting for Birmingham to do something, and they just didn't. I kept like uh, you know the meme where you know, the little kids are poking something with a stick saying do something. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's how I was with Birmingham. I imagine that's how Kaler Hodges over there at USL show was too. Uh, but they just didn't. And so El Paso comes away with a win there. Um, I didn't really watch anything else. It started off really good for us. Charleston beat Monterey. Indy beat Colorado Springs. Miami was beating San Diego. Pittsburgh beat Vegas. Um, and then San Diego ended up coming back. El Paso won 
Um, RGV did lose. Uh, Phoenix was able to pick up a win over Orange County. Um, and Sacramento Republic got back to their winning ways and beat Oakland Roots. So um, it wasn't uh, wasn't the best weekend for New Mexico United. wasn't the worst weekend for New Mexico United. At the end of the weekend, we are still in a playoff spot. Um, we are still have matches in hand on just about everybody that's above us for actually we do have matches in hand on everybody. We have at least one match in hand on everybody in the West. And so that's, it's a good thing. Good place to be. You know, we can hopefully, you know, San Antonio might be a tall task. El Paso might be a tall task uh, with the way they're playing. But um, honestly, El Paso has won six in a row. If I'm not mistaken, Uh, to me, that just says they're due. Like (laughs) they just, they can't, they can't keep getting away with this. And so uh, I, I think I think that match is definitely going to be fun. San Antonio, if we can come away with a point there and then get a win against El Paso, I think we'll be sitting sitting really, really pretty there, and, and mm-hmm. I'm excited for that. Um, and so we'll see we'll see what happens in the week coming up. But, yeah, last week was, was kind of a mixed bag, and I didn't get to watch uh, as much as I had planned on it maybe get to watch isn't the right word. I, I forgot to watch. <laughs> I changed my mind and decided not to watch. I don't know what you would call it. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, not a whole lot there, honestly. Alrighty then. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's going to happen that ways that way. Sometimes like we're not always going to have the, the time or necessarily the inclination to sit down and watch something, you know, especially when our teams are not involved, but um, yeah. I mean, it sounds like, uh, you know, we got, like I said, we saw matches in hand. Things are still looking good for us right now. I mean, theoretically, two wins and two matches in hand, we're sitting third. So, mm-hmm. you know. Um, anyway, all that being said, I mean, if there's nothing else, Jacob, why don't you go ahead and get us out of here? Cool, man. Um, David and Jane, uh, thank you over there. I noticed that the San Antonio boys were surprisingly quiet in the chat mm-hmm. for it being a pre-match week going up against them, probably because they lost to Detroit City. Um, Robert did uh, message me on Twitter uh, asking me if I was ready for the weekend. I did not reply because he's, he's, uh, he's the major enemy uh, until after Saturday. I'll apply. I'll, I'll reply after Saturday, no matter what happens. Uh, but, um, but no, it's... Uh, it's a big game coming up. We'll see if we've got Ryden or if uh, if Kyle or Sam get to start back there and see if we can find a way to come up with a result on the road against uh, San Antonio. And then we'll be back here Tuesday, uh, next Tuesday at 9 o'clock again, at least me and Seth will. <laughs> um, and we'll see. Maybe maybe we'll bring on, not Robert, fuck that guy, but uh, Harry for sure when we reach out to him, see if he wants to come on. Uh, win or lose there and and um, kind of break down that San Antonio match and look ahead to uh, El Paso here mm-hmm. on June 3rd. A big one there. I'm going to try to make it to that one since it's probably one of the last ones that I'll be able to make it to before I go to the academy. And so, um, yeah, we'll see that. Uh, so next week, 9 o'clock, uh, cutting this one a little bit short. But uh, you guys in, enjoy the weekend and, and the rest of your week and stay safe out there. And until next Tuesday, guys, almost news.
You've been listening to Somos Mas, your source for the latest news and notes on New Mexico United, the USL, and the New Mexico Runners. All of our shows are recorded live on Tuesday nights and are streamed on our YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter pages. An audio-only version of the show goes live later in the week on all major podcast platforms. Our show is written and produced by Seth Bidoff, Jacob Terrell, and Earl Nieto, and is edited by Seth. All episodes are recorded and edited using StreamYard and Audacity.